Welcome to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salus Realty Group. Salus Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. I'm your host, Sean Smith. Joining me, as always, is Alex Doherty, who shared some exciting news yesterday, which we'll discuss a little bit more. What? I don't know about this. Well, stay tuned. Okay. Out there in Radio Land. We'll because find out. We will talk about it a little bit more. A little later on in the show. Today on the show, Alex, things have been interesting. And I and I mean like that ancient curse, may you live in an interesting time interesting. Ooh. Since we last graced the airwaves, the Preds had a dismal performance against the uh, Matt Duchesne and Craig Smith-led Dallas Stars at home uh, and faced a pretty stiff punishment from Coach Bruno and General Manager Trotz. But since then, they've been on a bit of a run. Um, of course, uh, we heard something from Alex that will come to fruition on Monday, and the Milwaukee Admirals are 18 games deep into a win streak. Ooh. And this is exciting. Assistant coach Dan Highnote has a unique way of motivating players, which I'm excited to talk I heard about. about this. I heard about this. All of that coming up on Penalty Box Radio Live, plus the world-famous <laughs> three-on-three draft at the end of the mm. show. But we're going to get things started off quickly. We're going to get right into it. We're going to draw the ire of probably half of the people listening right now, which is a great way to start with controversy. Our puck drop topic, Alex, to you, Alex Doherty, is taking away the U2 concert a punishment or a reward? Okay, I, I might disappoint you a little bit because I'm I'm not going to say – I'm not going to go the troll route and say it's a punish, a, a reward for taking it away because I, I – I just need to go ahead and let people know. I, I am not a fan of U2. I, I don't really care about their music at all. Wow. Just not a fan. But I'm not going to say that that was a reward to take away. I understand their power, their their standing in the world of entertainment. I, I get it. However, oh, I would say, it, and so I, I think it was a punishment for sure. Okay. But I think the punishment goes well beyond the U2 concert. I think the punishment is basically the last week has been the NHL hockey world just (laughs) making fun of this team and embarrassing them for for daddy turning the plane around and saying we're not going on a vacation. And (laughs) that that to me is the biggest punishment. Not not missing out on U2, but the sort of – exposing them for getting grounded by by mm. grandpa so i i don't know i just that's kind of where i'm at with it well alex i i think it's interesting that you're not a big u2 fan considering how generous the band is they very generously gave everyone their album for free which yeah. i still can't seem to get rid of on my phone what what fun, what do you have an iphone 3 it just has followed my phones as I've updated. I don't okay. know why. I think I do have an iPhone three at home. No, I, I get it. I get why people like you too. I, I totally get it. It's just not my just not my thing. I just don't care for the music. I, I and I do understand that they're they're wonderful people, uh, and and good you know to share their music. Good with Samaritans the and and you, you don't need to go on an apology tour, Alex. It's okay. Okay. Well, here here's the thing, and I I'm gonna say I agree with you. It it is not a reward as much as we'd like to joke about it. Because shocker here, neither one of us are U2 fans. I'm not gonna go into a lot of details. You're not. About wait, it. you're not either. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. Well, you let off me, and it sound like I was the the weirdo that didn't like him. You don't like him either. No, I, I have very controversial opinions about the oh. edge. Okay. All right. We won't get into it. This okay, is okay. not the show. It's yeah, not the time. It's not the place. Let's move on. Let's and talk about hockey, Alex. Okay, That's what it. we came here to do, okay? 
They don't have a penalty box at the U2 concert, but if they did. <laughs> All right, let's let's recap the week. And it's like I said, it's been interesting since since last we were here. Um, of course, things got off to a quick start on Thursday night when the Predators took on the Dallas Stars at home, and they suffered a 9-2 to loss. We were both in attendance, and we all unanimously agreed that it was horrible. Yeah. A horrible loss. No one was happy. Worst. Worst home loss. I mean, that, that's that's un, undeniable. I mean, they gave up the most goals, tie, tied for the most goals they've ever given up, biggest goal differential, uh, the worst first period I've ever seen. Um yeah, there's, there's, there was nothing there that you could – I mean, Matt Duchesne just well, <laughs> scoring goals and playing the hits on Broadway. So. Say, Matt Duchesne put on two shows that night, yeah. <laughs> one on the ice, one on the stage at Tootsie's, I believe. He did. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is that if the guy that – and let's let's just throw it out there. If the guy that we're pretty sure was being referenced in the, in the quote back at the beginning of the uh, free agency period mm-hmm. that – Barry Trotz wants players who want to come to Nashville to win, not to retire. Uh, kind of made a statement that, uh, look, you can say what you want to say, but right now you're paying me to not play for your team. Yeah. And two goals. They were big goals. They were exciting goals. Craig Smith saw some goal-scoring action. Ryan Suter uh, contributed with assists. I mean, it was it was a Dallas Stars, former Preds, showdown i mean it Mm -hmm. was it was it was if you're a stars fan or a fan of former preds on the dallas stars this was the game for you yeah but post game that locker room was not very fun yeah and 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 trust me we are going to talk about the most recent two games like we're going to talk about the st louis and vegas game but let's let's spend a little bit of time on this because this this i think is this has been one of the most interesting weeks right for this team in a very long time i agree i mean i think there's been so much that's happened that is worth talking about. And and I, I want to go back to, actually, the previous game, New Jersey. Okay. And that game was pretty disappointing. And we knew that that one was a... Well, we thought that that was going to be like a wake-up call, and then it wasn't, right? No. And <laughs> that, I think, is is important to remember because... We know after the games, you know, we we go less than ten minutes after the game. We're in the locker room talking to these guys, and you you just always know what kind of mood they're in. But I think you and I both would agree after the Dallas game was particularly bad, and they were they were in like they were mad at themselves in a way that you know we probably have never seen before. I'd agree with that. I mean, I, so, I've seen you know Roman Yossi as as the captain of the team. He's he's got the hard job, and I mean that's that's part of being the captain. You're representing the team. That when the team loses, you're probably going to talk to Roman Yossi. He's probably going to accept responsibility. He's going to take a lot of the blame, put it on himself. Whether that's true or not, he's going to do it. That's his job, and he's going to say that he himself needs to be better. I mean, that's kind of what we've gotten used to over the years: is that when the team loses, when there's a bad performance, Yossi accepts responsibility. Yossi says he needs to do better, and he just kind of deflects a lot of that attention off of the other guys on the team. As as we're waiting, of course, to go in down there, you know, the the usual cast of characters makes their way through. You usually yeah. see see coaches you see uh healthy scratches you know usually there's a friendly hello or a look of approval like hey guys glad to see you here but not Not that that night night. not that night uh barry trotz did not look happy i the the only other time i remember that happening was the boy i think it was ducks loss or a coyotes loss at home i think it was the coyotes loss at home early in the year when mcdonough was still injured yeah and so was uh shen and trotz stopped them in the hallway 
and like was like, when are you coming back? Yeah, I remember you told me about. Yeah, it. I remember that. Dude. So I think it was that uh, that uh, type of atmosphere, but uh, you know, and so then we find out much Friday morning like that these plans have changed, and we try to get confirmation of it. And over the weekend, we we find out what happened. Um, I, I my opinion or my theory, I, don't, I can't confirm this, but my theory is that it, it they, they told him about it that night. Before we went in the locker after after Dallas, between maybe the even game before, yeah, and us getting in the locker. Room now maybe that's talk. logistically a little hard to do because it, I mean unless it was just a we're canceling the trip, we're not going early, coming back here after St. Louis. Or I mean it could have it could have been that. I just find it the 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 locker room was so weird yeah. when we went to that Dallas uh, locker post Dallas game locker room. I feel like it had to be then, but. We it was definitely by Friday morning because that was when we found out the plans had changed. Right. So, um, now, but you know, is it a is it a punishment? Now, I mean, a lot of people have had time to talk about this, and I I think my opinion is that I think it was worth it, and I th- I think they needed to do it. Do do professional athletes respond always to this kind of thing? No, no, not really, but. This I think was a different one because this was, I think it was like, to to me it's it's a different than saying, um, we're you know, one common punishment I guess you could call it a punishment in the NHL is how, relates to practice right, right. it sure. relates to either we're going to have practice or we're going to cancel practice they can't add practices that aren't there that's not something they can do right but you know are we going to have a practice or not or you know you can have that as your sort of carrot. Uh, uh, punishment or reward thing and then you can also add things like that they would want to do uh, you know like group things or whatever um, but this particular one taking away something that you had planned is not one that you see very often no and it's a big one too and then on top of what I mentioned earlier like I mean they have just been kind of the laughing stock of the yeah. league for this whole for this whole week because of what happened they got their sure. vacation canceled I think that just sent a, sent a very interesting message to this team. Well, it's, it's definitely embarrassing, you know, that you have to have your – it's like, you know, I, I've got kids, and if they're grounded, they don't want anybody to know they're grounded. They don't want anybody to know why they're grounded. They just, just want to politely not yeah. show up at the things that they were supposed to go to, like sleepovers, yeah. et cetera, and just – Serve their punishment. This was the this was the equivalent of the the parent, and I would not, I do not recommend any parents do this. I think this is awful parenting, but that makes their kid wear a sandwich board at the intersection that says "I I steal from my brother" or something. You well, know, whatever it is. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Elliot Friedman putting it out there for everybody. I mean, that's if you yeah. want to get the word out. I mean, yeah. there's a few people you can go to to make sure it's heard. That's definitely one of them. Yeah. And you know, there were there were shows that discussed it for the duration of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about it during games that weren't that exciting. I mean, it was a big deal. And the logistics here are crazy. Canceled <laughs> I mean, flights. Just canceled a normal tickets. a normal flight. Uh, a normal like rerouting of a flight for a professional team is is enough, but canceling like a whole day of hotels, tickets for these things, meal plans, everything that went into this, I cannot imagine what the logistics behind that were. I mean, not to mention the money lost, but that you know that's aside. I, mean, I don't think that was a big deal, but I think that is just. They were really serious about this. This was this was a big big deal. It, it, well, and look, here's the thing. You know, logistically speaking, when we were down going to the locker room, they're already packing up for that trip. Yeah, right. right. So it's not like they just you know they come by these decisions lightly. 
you know, they packed all that up. They're going to have to pack it all back up, bring it back to Nashville, and then pack it all back up again to take it to Las Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but we saw them win in St. Louis. We saw them win in Las Vegas. And uh, coming up, we will discuss the response they had, specifically the Vegas game, when we mm-hmm. get back from break. Preds fans, ready for the face-off? Just like hockey, home buying is all about strategy and timing. Salus Realty Group knows this game well. They're the MVPs of Nashville real estate, getting you the win with every transaction. Find your champion property at salusrealtygroup.com. Salus Realty Group, the power play for your home search. Welcome back to Penelope Box Radio Live. Penelope Box Radio is brought to you by Truvo Sports Laundry, Nashville's only sports mobile laundry service that uses ozone technology to clean the smelliest, dirtiest sports gear, such as hockey and football pads. The O3 process kills 98% of bacteria and 100% of viruses. If you've got a pile of nasty, filthy, stinky sports gear, either because you play rec leagues and can't be bothered to clean it, or you have teenagers that play sports, it's rough. Then go to truvosports.com and sign up for a cleaning today. They will come to your house and everything. Truvo Sports Laundry, Nashville's only mobile sports laundry service. Welcome back, Alex. Yeah. Glad to see you still here after that break. Yes. Now, as we mentioned before, after the U2 concert was taken away from the team, they've had a pretty strong response since then. Yeah. Big win in St. Louis. Controversial win. Talk, talk to me about it. All right, so, yeah, it, Colton Sesson's got things started, and he felt good about that. But then when the, the Blues went up, you know, tied it up, you kind of felt like, oh, here we go again. But the Predators just, like, turned it on in the third period. They were they were the better team in the third period. Philip Forsberg gets on the on the board with a power play goal. Luke Shin scores his first as a Nashville Predator. Heck yeah. Uh, but before that, Luke Evangelista scored a beautiful little breakaway oh, where he nice. deeps Jordan Bennington, and then old Jordan Bennington. What? He bends out. <laughs> he <laughs> he does a Bennington, and uh, mm. high sticks him as he's coming oh, around the net. A lot of Blues fans were not happy about this. Why, why weren't they happy uh, about it? Well, they were. They just assumed that he was just checking his post. They were just—he was just getting in position, right? Well, now, now, Alex, I know. I mean, from watching a lot of hockey, that goalies often check to make sure that their posts are still there with their stick. I mean, they could have disappeared. I mean, it would be one thing if he was checking his post with his stick, but he was also standing on his post. Oh, he was on his post. So, so like, you're telling me that explanation was bo- was was hogwash. Uh, didn't, oh. Never made any sense. He clearly was trying to get into Evangelista's way. Do I think he was trying to hit him with a stick in the head? I really don't. I don't think he was trying to do that. I I do think he was trying to hit Evangelista though. Right, I know. League, I agree. And the league agrees with me and you because they fined him five thousand dollars. I think he was trying to hit him in the head. I'm going to go a step further. This Maybe. guy, this guy is Maybe. a known knucklehead. I, I I don't want to go that far because I I don't think um, I think it would be pretty difficult to actually try to get him in the head specifically. But I he obviously was trying to hit him somewhere. I mean, he's a very skilled goaltender. And he him knows. saying. I, that's why, and the reason I think that is, I think also his his. Uh, I'm going to apologize. You know, I went up yeah. and apologized to Evangelista or whatever. I think that was him 
you know, I meant to hit you. I didn't mean to hit you in the head. I think that's sure. probably what it was more like. No, I that I still think he meant to hit him in the head. Yeah, I think if you're go- if you're aiming to hit somebody, the goal is to make contact. You want to make as um, consequential contact as possible. Yeah, but honestly, the that was a big win. I mean, the 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 Blues win was the most important win, you know, of the road trip. And even though it was only just started, like they had to get that one to start. If you lose sure. that one to start. You're already behind. Oh man! And then with the, all the other games on the on the on the um, schedule for this five game road trip, uh, they had to get that one first, and they did. So that was very very important. Uh, UC Soros in that one. The Vegas win was perhaps the most impressive. I think. Well, not, not the biggest, but I think it was the most impressive. Before we get to that win, okay. I want to say this: there there's a chance. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you as a child, but I could occasionally be a rascal. And there were times when I was being punished for things, and it was like you messed up, you got to get it corrected. You've got a, you got two weeks to think about it. You're not going anywhere, not thinking about anything. But I'll be honest, I could turn it on when I needed to, and I would hope that maybe after a week of just being a good boy, that maybe my parents would give me a reprieve and cancel my my two weeks and just give me one week. And I, I think is there a chance there? I know that flights have been changed. But if you go and you win that game in in St. Louis, could could Barry say, "All right, guys, we'll go see you too"? No, no, no way. No, you can't. No, no, no. I, no, I feel very strongly you cannot. After the first sign of good behavior, back down. No, I feel like I not. turned out pretty good. Well, that's fine, but I I <laughs> I think the the bigger issue is you logistically can't do that. But also. There's, no, I, I think uh, they've got to prove it beyond just one game now. So let's talk about proving it, Alex. Yeah, they, talk to me about Vegas. They, they proved it against Vegas. So the really interesting thing about the Vegas game is they were the better team start to finish. Agree. I mean, they t- absolutely took it to a very good Vegas Golden Knights team. I know they don't have Shea Theodore. I know they don't have Jack Eichel. But they, last time they played Vegas, that didn't matter either. They got beaten badly by them. So wasn't Shea Theodore back when this is first game back? Wait, was he in I this game? He was back. Now look, I'm not currently up to date on all the Shea Theodore news, but I was, I was pretty Shea sure. Shea Theodore, I heard him yeah, you're right. He was, he in was the game. Ba- again. They haven't had him. Maybe it was his first game back. It was okay, his yes, first game right. back, you're but right. still. So yeah, but they didn't have didn't have Jack Eichel, and they've that's you know the, one of their best players. Anyways, it doesn't matter. They, they are they are a very good team. Aiden Hill in net. You know, I think it was it was a very tough competition, and they blew them out. I mean, like it was shot attempts were two to one for Nashville. Uh, expected goals they had almost double the expected goals at even strength. Um, the power play and penalty kills were great for for Nashville. I mean. And then on top of that, they got they got depth scoring. Depth scoring is, I mean, that's something that has been severely lacking from this team. So, um, I tried to look at the you know details on on who who played where, and it, it was a little little mush because you know when you're on the road, the the home team can match up against you, so you can't really do a lot of line matching. You can do it a little bit, but. Um, for the most part, it was blended. Like the the O'Reilly line took on the top line most of the time, uh, w- was matched up against the top line with Mark Stone, um, but it was kind of mixed up. So, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is the the top line did its job in terms of occupying the attention of the Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, even though they didn't get on the scoreboard until Nyquist got the empty netter. 
But the, it was the other guys. It was the the Sissons, Glass, Trennan line, Jankowski, Novak, Evangelista, and McCarron, Smith, and Sherwood. That all all three of those lines scored. They all looked had great pressure throughout, and they were just consistent. And it was uh, really good to see that. I, I was expecting that after the first period, you would see a lot of pushback from the from the Golden Knights, but that didn't really happen until the third period. It didn't, yeah. And, and I think I think things got a little more competitive in the third, but yeah. I, I still think they didn't they didn't outplay the Preds in that period. Yeah. I still now, think they were the better team. I do think that the the Predators they kind of opted for a more shoot first approach. They did they did a lot less playing for the better shot and I think that was a good approach I think that that lended to them well because they got some rebounds and that's how, that's how I mean they got the the screen goal in front from Cole Smith and I think that was a, a good strategy against that team so I think you still want to see some better quality and that's right. that but that's what your first line does well your first line is is going to always get quality those other three lines are going to have to get volume more than anything and I, and I think a, a big part of, of the performance, too, something I've noticed, and this is interesting, um, typically if you're going to see a defender kind of rushing into the zone and, and going up to the net along with the forward, it's typically going to be Roman Yossi. But I noticed Jeremy Lazan doing this. Yeah. I noticed Alex Carrier doing this. There's definitely been some kind of shift recently in that. I, yeah. I think, you know, I think defenders can get a bad rap sometimes. Um, when, it, we probably need to have – we have Tommy talk. We didn't have uh, what what would be Lozon Lozon <laughs> come up with it. We need to talk about Jeremy Lozon is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, he's he's been great. Sure, no, Jeremy Lozon's had a great season. I I, I I have very positive things about Jeremy Lozon, and I, I I think you know this this wasn't um, I think what anyone was expecting this season. You know, if you want yeah. to talk about someone who's been. Uh, a breath of fresh air on the team, a little bit refreshing. It's it's got to be Lausanne's performance, and I I've been you know he's, I mean I'd really like maybe on our next show, Alex, and I think tell me if you're down for this. Well, you'll, breaking news live, penalty box radio live. <laughs> next time we're on the air, I'd really like to talk about hits. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. you can't you can't have a real conversation about Jeremy Lausanne's season without discussing hits, and I just I don't think we have the time for it tonight, but. No. But here's the thing, okay? Defenders get a bad rap, I think. Okay. And my son's a defender. Um, I, I happen to talk to Al Iafredi. Are you familiar with Al Iafredi? Yes. So, uh, you, you probably, uh, well, well, not exactly, but you, you told me about him, so yes. <laughs> well, I, I ran into him a few weeks ago. You probably know him as the defender who had the hardest slap shot record for most of the 90s and a lot of the aughts. Um, 105.2? Miles pretty good. Hour, man, it's pretty crazy. Uh, he, we were talking um, at a at a tournament my son was at, and and he noticed that my son was a defender, and he was like, "Well, you've chosen a hard life." He's mm. like, "You know, defenders, you know, if if there's a goal scored, they're never going to blame it on the forwards, right? Yeah, they really will look for excuses with the goalie. So a lot of times, it's going to get hung on the defenders. And yeah, for sure. You know, goals are exciting. Stopping goals isn't unless." Of course, you're the goalie. Everybody screams use when, when Sorrow stops something. But whenever Dante Fabro takes a, a slap shot to the shins, nobody really cares. And they're like, okay, well, you're supposed to do that, Dante. Mm-hmm. Good, good job standing in the way. And, and there's, there's no love. Um, but uh, we heard something. We learned something interesting today from Dan Highnote. Um, 
and I noticed this when we were in the locker room. I didn't want to say anything because it was after the Vegas game, and it was just such a such a <laughs> rough environment in that locker room. But I noticed on Alex Carrier's locker there was a little figurine of the Cesar Romero Joker from the from the 1960s Batman show. And I was like, what? How did this get here? This is really cool. Why does Alex Carrier have it in his locker? And we learned today that, that Dan Highnote is using these as motivation for the penalty killers. Yeah. And I, we don't know exactly what it's for, but I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I guess you could say it's kind of like, you know, like I know my son's baseball team, they mm-hmm. get like a helmet sticker if yeah, they make exactly. a good defensive play. It's not specific things. It's the but. helmet sticker for the – for the penalty killer, Which, right? And I, I think they need the recognition. I saw Luzon has a figurine of, of yeah. Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. Um, real, really, it's just nice to see defense getting rewarded at this level. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good thing. I think we need more of it. Uh, now, when we get back after the break, yeah. Alex has had some big news recently. And since we're here in the studio, we have everyone's attention. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, We'll do that after the break. And as we look ahead to the next Predator Showdown, it's the perfect time to plan your future in Nashville. Salus Realty Group is ready to assist, ensuring your real estate goals are met with the determination of a playoff chase. Visit salusrealtygroup.com and let's start mapping out your game plan. Salus Realty Group, where every closing is a championship victory. Penalty Box Radio Live is brought to you by the Music City Marauders. Music City Marauders are proud to present their spring skills camp for your youth hockey players. This is a great six-week opportunity to help get your player ready for spring tryout season. There are a few spots left, but hurry before they're gone. Head over to www.musiccitymarauders.com to sign up or get on the wait list. All right, first off, let's let's be realistic here. What a great lead-in song. I don't even know what this is. What is this? It's the Booty oh. Brothers. It, well, remember, if you remember back to last week, you'll know that your old buddy Sean here is a big fan of the BC Boys. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and that is that is the... I only listen to you two. Well, that's... <laughs> they so, gave their music to you for free. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about the new job, huh? Um, okay. Alex is going to tell you about this. Uh so yeah, I announced yesterday that I'm going to become next Monday. I'm going to become the new beat reporter for the Tennessean, covering the Nashville Predators. This has been uh, in the works for a little while now, and um, I'm very, very excited about the opportunity. Um, I mean, it has been a something that I've been working towards. Be, being a full time, you know, reporter about this uh, reporter on this team has been something I've been working for for a very long time, uh, and I'm I'm just. I could not be more excited to get it started. However, it does mean that I that things are going to be a little different with Penalty Box Radio. Now, for you, the listener, it probably won't affect you at all. And uh, I don't think that you'll notice any difference at all, especially if you've been listening to this the whole time tonight and haven't noticed a difference. There you go. Because uh, – it's basically going to be like this. Sean is going to take the lead on the shows, and it's basically his show. It's his his company now. He's taking it over, and uh, he's going to lead the show, and I'm going to be his guest as long as he wants me. So 
Uh, I'll, of course, be representing the Tennessean starting next Monday, starting with next week's show. I'll be officially representing the Tennessean on the show. Uh, and so that means, you know, obviously I my, you know, allegiances are to them. But, I, you know, that happens a lot in this town where you have a, a person who is uh, working for a publication but also has a show uh, right. on, on the radio. So it's it's no different than that. Um, so, you know, there may be some times where I, I can't be on the show for one of a reason, you know, maybe there's news I have to work on, but for the most part, nothing about this show really changes. So if you like it and you've been enjoying it since we started back in, uh, October, keep listening. Yeah. And, and look, I want to clarify something and then I want to add something. Let me clarify, uh, Alex saying that this is my company. Now it was our company before, yeah, uh, it yeah. was, it was a 50, 50 split, um, you know, which just full disclosure, you know, so yeah, yeah. now now it's me. And again, Alex is on the show. Um, Alex and I are very good friends. We remain good friends. And, and let me add this. Unless you beat me in the draft. Well, that happens uh, about 40 <laughs> percent of the time. Um, so let me say this. Uh, Alex kind of referred to saying that he's been working toward this goal for a long time. And and let's be real honest here. You know, you, you look at, you look at some of the people, your favorite Nashville predators, local coverage personalities, you know, a lot of the people that do this, like me, like Alex up until Monday, just, just, I could name a ton of names. I'm not going to, we don't have time for that, but yeah. I think I want to make sure everybody knows, like very few of the people covering this team are able to do it full time. Yeah. Very few people covering this team are able to make a, a living wage doing it. Correct. Um, this is, for the most part, a, a it's it's a work of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at Alex, which you know I personally I've I've followed Alex for a long time. Um, I was very excited to uh, to join Alex at on the forecheck uh, where he was I guess co-editor at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I was very excited to join him at A to Z Sports, um, and I was very excited to, to to do Penalty Box Radio with him. Um, I don't think, just to have my moment where I can share these accolades, I don't think there's anybody out there that's a better candidate for this job. Um, nobody asked me for a recommendation, but if they had, <laughs> I would have been like, you would be insane to not hire him. Um, while, obviously, as the former co-owner and now full owner of Penalty Box Radio. This does impact me yeah. because I'm, I'm losing my business partner. But sure. the reality here, um, this this is Alex's full-time job. Mm-hmm. This this is what's going to pay his bills. This is what's going to feed his family. You know, for me, I, I've got a full-time job. I mean, Alex had one before, obviously. But I've got a full-time job. And honestly, I'm not really looking – to, to have a full-time job doing this. Mm-hmm. I like doing it at the level I am. It's something I do out of passion. I, I want to be more involved than just watching the games and getting angry online. So I'll watch the games and get angry on the radio and online. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I thank you for saying that. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, it, it, the transition has been uh, difficult because I, I, don't, I didn't want to leave penalty box. I really didn't. Uh, but the opportunity is just something I couldn't pass pass on. I, I do want to um, just give a quick shout out to Paul Scarbina because he is um, he's a big reason why I think that this this happened. I think he's been um, uh, he, Paul has been in the position for a very long time and he is still at the Tennessean in a different role uh, and he I think he and I are going to work perfectly together. He does a lot of um, a lot of 
he's going to be an enterprise reporter. He does a lot of big, larger stories. Like he, if you saw the one he did about uh, partner, yeah, um, several of the things like that. He's he's done a really good job there. Um, so I, I want to thank him, and then also uh, all the people at one hundred two five. I mean, like this this has been a really fun journey. And I again, I I, I want to stress like I'm. I'm not leaving. Like I, I'm still going to be here, but right. I am just like kind of a permanent guest right now. So like, I'm only here if Sean wants me to. If he doesn't want me to be here next week, I won't. So <laughs> maybe we need to start throwing some of the three on threes. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. Maybe just say something that you know will make you lose. And and I'll say too, you know, it, I I really believe that the the vast majority of people that are covering the team, uh, we all get along pretty well. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, that's. It's not like, oh, well, we all hate each other and it's a big competition. I mean, a lot of us are in the same boat. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we all get along really, really well as a group. And, uh, you know, it's it's always been a fun environment going up and, and covering games on, on Media Row. And um, the, the beauty of this is that Alex and I will both get to cover the games at the same time. So that's not really something that's happened much mm-hmm. except for the, the, like the season where – I was doing a lot of covering for on the four check, and you were covering for yeah. A to Z. So, all right, well, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Tommy Novak. It's, so, it's Tommy time. <laughs> it's Tommy time. Um, there were some rumors that came out. Well, I, rumors. Elliot Friedman was on on one two five the game earlier today, and dropped a little nugget about. And, and in his written version of the of the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, he alluded to Tommy Novak being someone that the Predators are trying to sign. That their preference is to sign him, but you know if that, you know that they would consider maybe, maybe consider moving him, but that they want to sign him, and this is based on his conversations. Excuse me. Sorry about that. His conversations not with the team or with Tommy's Novak's representation, but with other people that he would want something in the neighborhood of four million dollars in terms of an AAV. What well, what is your initial reaction to that number? So four million dollars, and I'm assuming that's that's per year, right? I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the way it wasn't like oh, per game. Well, two per, million dollars per four, season, four million for two per, years per like goal. Well, <laughs> let's talk about a few other players on the <laughs> ice right now. All right, anyway, um, no, here's the thing. I think four million dollars is is actually kind of high. Yeah. Um, now I'm not trying to take anything away from Tommy Novak. I mean, for goodness sakes. Alex, at the beginning of the season, we were going to have a regular segment called Tommy Time where we talked about how great Tommy Novak was, and then he kind of cooled down. Yeah. Here's the problem with Tommy Novak and guys like him. When you are – okay, if, if you're a 23-, 24-year-old player and you have the season he had last year and then the season he had this year, you can still you know treat it like – I still think his ceiling is pretty good, right? You can sure. be like, yeah. um, I'm going to look at more his his the the good side rather than the downside, and look right. at the, look at the potential in what Novak can produce and being a 60 point player. I mean, he was on pace for like 60 or 70 points last year if exactly. he played a full full season. But he's not a 23, 24 year old guy. He's a 27 year old guy. Right. He's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So you can't. You have to look at the numbers and look at his production in the NHL much closer. Right. And you have to be a lot more a lot more critical, to be honest. You have to be a lot more critical of his actual numbers on the ice. Because sure. if you're not, you are ignoring the truth, and that is that he's pretty much developed as a player at this point. He's not going to get much better. 
Yeah, you don't you don't see a lot of development at right. this age. It's it's pretty much you are who you are. And I mean, you have to think if if four million dollars yeah. is a number that's out there, and other teams are willing to offer that, the Predators aren't. I'd say he probably walks. So he's got seventy eight points in one hundred and twenty three games. I'm sorry, and he's twenty six. He's about, he'll be twenty seven next year. So that's the important part. Uh. I mean, it, it, you can you really say at this point that he's more the sixty-point pace player rather than the forty-point player, forty-point pace player that he is this year? I'm, I don't know that you can. And could it be somewhere between? Could it be worse? Could it be better? That's a really tricky thing. So I, I think maybe I think that's the that's where they stick. And I think four million is too high. I think it's more like three. I think you're probably right. Um, I don't think you're going to get a lot as a as a rental trade either. I don't yeah. think you're going to no, get I don't think so either. A, a lot back that's going to make it worth moving him at this point, unless there's just something out there somebody's offering that you can't ignore. And I'd like I'd like to see him sign him. I really do. I think they need offensive pieces like him. I think he's creative. He's not a physical guy, but I think he's got a lot of skill, and I, I think they should try to sign him. Three, three million would be fine. Four is too much. I'm with you on that. Look, coming up after the break, yeah. we are going to talk about the Admirals. We're going to give a preview of the upcoming games for the Predators. And, of course, we will have our three-on-three draft with a special guest judge, which we will tell you about when we come back from the break. The show's almost over, but your real estate journey is just beginning. With Salus Realty Group, you're always on the winning team. Their dedication to clients is as relentless as the Preds on a power play. Lace up for your real estate play at salisrealtygroup.com. Salas Realty Group, where every deal is a hat trick. All right, everybody, welcome back to Penalty Box Radio Live. We're here for our final segment, very exciting segment every week. Uh, We're going to start by talking about the Milwaukee Admirals, who earlier today played in Chicago, going for their 18th win in a row, and of course they were successful. This is a pretty incredible feat here. Not only is that a a franchise record, but they're creeping ever closer to an AHL record, which is still pretty high, but they just keep winning, Alex. They do, and Cody Hodgson scored. That was awesome. Uh, Really interesting here. I mean, I want to point out, I I know that the information is out there that Hodgson was forced to retire quite a while back at a very young age, and I want to point out, like a couple years ago, he was like at Ford Ice working like with with – youth on the mm-hmm. ice at like you know learn to skate and stuff like that my my kids were out there with them and i had to explain to them like you realize this is the guy that was helping you a few years ago yeah. and they were they're really fascinated by the fact that he's been able to to come back and, and play and and, and hodgson probably only in the lineup because the the team called up afanasiev and jankowski leaving a little spot there i mean not to say that he couldn't make the lineup but like he was he wasn't getting in the everyday minutes there. Well, and they're, they're playing then. 11 forwards, 7 defenders right. as well. Right, and, so. and they're short on forwards, right, exactly. So, yeah, the Admirals, 18 games in a row. Askarov with another shutout. And, um, man, yeah, friend of the show, Zach LaRue, he scored. Yeah. That was, that's that's Two great. goals. Two goals, Alex. Two. An empty netter, right? He had an empty netter there to make it 3-0, and then Hodgson's goal came after they put they put their goalie back in. And, and my and, gosh – if you haven't seen the, the Askarov's two, he had two saves today that were just otherworldly. One 
was on a breakaway. He has a, a diving poke check to get, to clear the puck, but then has to get back in net because the, the attacker got the puck back, and he makes a diving glove save, which was just beautiful. I mean, I, every time you watch it, it's like, how, how is he this athletic? But then you see the second one that might be even better that was a cross-ice pass to none other than Rocco Grimaldi. Yeah. And he dive. He has to dive all the way across the goal crease and gets it um, with his glove. He doesn't. It's not a clean catch, but he yeah. he stops it. it. Hey, doesn't matter. Man, I, I, those two saves were amazing. And then of course he does the uh, the goal tip celebration, which is great. Like, like I like I said before, the goalies get all the credit for those stops. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you stop a, you stop something like that. You're getting you're getting applause. People are cheering. Everybody's happy. We, and go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Alex. I was just go gonna ahead. say, should we go ahead and bring in our guest? Uh, we can. I think. I think now might be the time. Let's go ahead. He can be with us as we preview the upcoming games. Um, but we've got a special guest tonight, right here at the end of the show. Uh, who, judging our judging our three on three draft. Is that right? A celebrity special <laughs> guest judge, the the tribal chief of one hundred two point five, Chase McCabe. What's up, guys? How's How's it going, Chase? Welcome to the show. Uh, doing fantastic. Um, excited to be a part of this and be a, a celebrity judge. I use the word celebrity quite loosely, but um, excited about that. Well, so I didn't so know you were. I didn't know you were the tribal chief. That was a new. That was a new term to well, me. Well, it's a it's a wrestling term. Oh, um, and so uh, young Connor behind the glass is a, a fellow wrestling fan like me. It's a way of life, gentlemen. Wanted to uh, acknowledge his tribal chief, so um, you know that's okay. I, I appreciate it, but hey, I, I do want to say this, Alex. Congratulations to you. The Tennessean has uh, has gained a a great person to cover the team. So very excited for you. Thank uh, you. And your new news, and and uh, gonna be cool. You know, you've covered this team for a long time. You and I would pass each other in the hallways. We <laughs> both were going in post game and talking to players and all those things and so you've worked hard and you, you definitely deserve it so i'm very very happy for thank you thank you i i appreciate that yeah and I'm, I'm glad that i still get to you know come and do this show too i mean it's not like i'm really going anywhere so you know it's... Well, i was going to talk to you about that later but <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we need to see you Absolutely. in the hallway so well th- the fun thing is now we're about to do something that has nothing to do with hockey at all and you get to help us with that okay yeah are you, Sean, familiar, are you familiar with the setup here like i'm gonna need this? a little bit of uh so, just once over here okay so again every, every week at the end of the show we do a three-on-three draft where we each draft three of something Okay. Uh, sometimes it's very specific. Sometimes it's very open to interpretation. Tonight is most likely one of those <laughs> nights as our we are drafting moons. <laughs> moons. Moon draft. It's a okay. moon draft, in my opinion, the number one sky orb. Um, what even is the sun, Alex? I don't know. Who G- cares? Give me those beams. Give me those beams. All, All right. right. Who goes first? Uh, Alex gets to go first. All right. My first draft pick in the moon draft is a moon pie oh that's good moon pie I, i'm gonna say listen let chocolate me, preferably let me add here that you can't add to my draft no because uh, you've you've chosen well okay and and i'll tell you the moon pie you get a moon pie for free when you eat at martin's barbecue which i'm still saying look oh. martin's barbecue i talk about you a lot for free <laughs> if you wanted to pay me to do it, it would be even better. And trust me, I am well-versed in your menu. Um, but you get a moon pie for free there. It's become the highlight of, of my son's trip to uh, to Martin's Barbecue. My, right. my first pick is the moon pie. Moon pie is a great pick. All right. uh, I'm going to go with my first pick um, is the dark side of the moon. 
Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. The album by Pink Floyd. Great, great album. Probably that was know, on my list. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to talk about great albums, you've got to talk about that in the top three, which may be another draft. But I'm appreciating the creativity thus far, <laughs> gentlemen. Well, all right, my second pick. One of the most just beautiful and romantic songs of all time, Harvest Moon mm. by Neil Young. Harvest Moon is my second pick. Was that on your list? Uh, yes. Harvest oh, was Moon. it? Yes, of course. I could, do a pretty, I, I could do a pretty good Neil Young impression. I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not going to do it now. But. Who among us, Alex? <laughs> uh, I've, I, too, have dabbled in the Neil Young impersonation. <laughs> um, for everything that you, too, is not... Neil Young is. Um, okay, that again, great, uh, great, great song. Uh, the album Harvest is also great. Um, let's go. And it's funny when you said when you said song, I was like, uh oh, he's gonna do my next pick. <laughs> I don't really know if this counts or not. Maybe I should. Mm. Maybe I should. Mm. Second thoughts. <sighs> Hesitant. Are you, are you taking best moon available? Or are you going with the moon that fits your team best? You got to think about that. You got you got to listen to the board. I don't I don't think it's <laughs> check your moon board. It may not actually be a moon, just a song with moon in the title. Okay, so let's do this. We're going to go with the blue moon of Kentucky. I think that counts. Okay, that, yeah, that works. Oh, that was that was not the original choice. The original choice oh, was okay. Moon okay. River, which might be good for a oh, river draft. Could have, you still could have drafted it. You just gave it away. I, I would have accepted that as the judge. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have felt I would have felt like it was stolen valor if I'd won. <laughs> and my third pick, I'm going to draft Keith Moon, oh. the Who drummer. Oh. Should have gone with Keith Moon. Where, was that on your though. board? And you just yeah, let you let him I, sit there? I got excited. Wow, I, I I think I'm crushing you in this, but that's just oh. me. Anyways, go ahead. Blue Moon of Kentucky is a pretty solid song, man. Okay. All right, this one's probably what's going to push it over the edge for me. Um, I feel very very strong about this. Uh, we're going to go with the Gibbous Moon because, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> The crescent moon, especially a waxing crescent moon, <laughs> no one cares about the gets waxing way crescent. too much love. Man, it's all about gibbous so moon. So overrated. Me. Waxing crescent, most overrated yeah. moon phase. Oh, most overrated moon phase. Gibbous Definitely. moon's where it's at. I don't care which part of the waxing waning doesn't matter. Yeah. Gibbous moon is the best moon. All right, and so that's that's our that's the that's it. That's the draft. So I have moon pie, harvest moon, and Keith moon. You have dark side of the moon, blue moon of Kentucky, and the gibbous moon. Yeah. Chase. Our guest judge, who wins today's moon draft? Look, this is very tough, and and the the hard part in all of this is there were some pretty good moons left on the table. I, I, mean, I agree. I agree. Sailor Moon uh, <laughs> was was left on on the table. Good Night Moon, a fantastic oh, book. That mm, is good. That was is, left you know, on the table. We, on the table for sure. Yeah. And uh, the song that we're having in the background, Man, Man on the on Moon. Man on the Moon. Yeah, in yeah, a movie, you could have gone song and movie. There. That's true. It's true. Um, look, it, it, this is a tough one, but I am going to give the slight, very slight edge to Alex. Yeah. Um, yes. Do I, do I hear the booth cheering in there? <laughs> booth is cheering. <laughs> I'm just disappointed you left out Jackie Moon. That's my oh, oh, see, that's another, that's another one. Or Warren Moon, one of those two. Yeah, we discussed yeah. Warren Moon. Yeah. I, there's some there's some off-field issues it, there. It was Keith Moon for me. Keith, yeah, Keith well, Moon, yeah. Because he's one of my favorite drummers Keith of all time. incredible. 
Well, Chase, thank you for joining us today on, on Penalty Box Radio Live. And listeners, thank you for listening. T- t- tell us what's coming up next, Chase. Well, the pregame to the pregame is coming up next. Willie Donnick going to join me from L.A., and uh, we will <laughs> preview the previewing of nice. the game against the L.A. Kings. Is that, a, is that a double preview? It's a double preview. How about wow. that? That's That's exciting. Well, again, appreciate you coming on and judging, even if it didn't work out in my favor. (laughs) Chase, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salas Realty Group. Salas Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. Also, thanks to Truvo Sports Laundry and the Music City Marauders. We'll see everyone next week. Alex, you got any last words? That's it. See everyone next week.